0: You're listening to the Prof. Joe COVID-19 Aged Care Podcast. If you're an aged care professional, you can connect with us at the Prof. Joe COVID-19 Aged Care Facebook group. Otherwise, you can connect with us at our regular page at Prof. Joe online. You can also visit our website at profjoe.com.au for a collection of all our links. Also, feel free to email us at info at profjoe.com.au. Welcome. Welcome to the Prof. Joe COVID-19 Aged Care Podcast. Accessing treatment briefing. Infections with COVID-19 have a wide range of different clinical presentations. A person may be asymptomatic and show no signs at all. They may have mild, moderate, severe or what's termed a critical disease. Each of these different presentation has a different outcome. And all of these occur in old people. The challenges for doctors, patients and aged care homes are to determine when a person with mild illness is progressing to moderate or severe illness. And then it's to access the most appropriate care available for the individual and to keep in mind the health and safety of the other residents. Deciding what an individual needs in escalating their clinical care requires understanding at least three things. First, does the person have a reasonable prospect of survival? Two, deciding what an individual needs when escalating care requires understanding the nature of the disease and whether the person is likely to survive it identifying whether we do or don't know what's going to happen so we're in this middle ground. And thirdly, if a person has severe illness or the illness tips the balance on another severe disease, such as heart failure, whether they are now in a futile or end-of-life care. And the fourth and the most important really is to consider what does that person actually want. Classifying patients into these categories is not straightforward and requires medical and nursing expertise. The type of care a person needs must match where they go to obtain that care. Deciding what is in the best interest of other residents who may or may not have COVID-19 is also a key part of the puzzle. In usual situations, when a patient or resident makes a decision to stay in the care home because they don't want any specialised treatment or to go to hospital, this decision does not directly affect others. If I am dying, say, from cancer or heart failure and I want to stay in the care home, The illness I have does not affect the others. They don't have the risk of getting the same illness. With COVID-19, the situation is very different as others may become infected, become unwell or even die. Let's consider now the options for residents infected with COVID-19. We have kept these simple and discussed only three options though there are many variations. The first is care in place, that is remaining in the care home. Second option is transferring a resident to another facility that is specifically designed for COVID-19. The third option is transfer to an acute hospital. Each of these options have different strengths and limitations and part of the decision-making is dependent on the severity of the illness the person has and what the person actually wants to do. If we look at care in place first, this is possible for those with mild illness or those with very severe illness who are likely to die. It's puzzling why those two extremes would be suitable for care in the same place. But it makes sense when you think about those with mild illness do not need a high degree of technical medical expertise. And those who are dying require good palliative and end-of-life care, which care homes are familiar with and capable of delivering. The benefits of a person staying is they remain in a familiar environment and the staff are familiar to them. The greatest risk here is to the other residents that a person with COVID-19 remains on site and this exposes others to the risk of the infection. The second option of transfer to another aged care facility for COVID-19 may be best for all persons who have an infection. This achieves the fundamental principle of separating those with infection from those that don't have it. In a dedicated facility, it's easier to manage the workforce, the resources, and to monitor the care. The big problem here is that type of space or facility may not be available. There aren't very many vacant facilities just waiting to be used. And residents will still be distressed by having to move to a new location. The third option is transfer to an acute hospital. This is our preferred option as it means a person with an infection, no matter the degree of illness, is in a healthcare service with staff, equipment and expertise in managing COVID-19. It also means that other residents are not put at risk. The downside is residents may not want to move. There are new staff, new environments and these can create problems such as increasing the risk of falls or delirium. It's clear that the choices are not easy. When we're faced with these situations, what we need is to bring up the issues in open, honest and public debate to identify the best option. The fundamental principle is that we need to match the needs of the resident with the workforce, equipment and access to health services that they require. I hope you enjoy listening to the interviews we have on this theme. I'm Joseph Ibrahim. Thanks for listening.